0: welcome back everybody this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network final hour coming up we continue to talk about football high school college and the nfl that's all coming up but first busy day of ball you bring in the heavy artillery the scores the secretary of scores the minister of information it's network indiana's brendan king
1: Coach, you are the man. It is terrific to be back on the big show with you for the offseason and cannot wait to do this for many, many months over the fall and the winter. Let's get into it. Indianapolis Colts football tomorrow, 1 o'clock, week Two against the Houston Texans. Start number two for Anthony Richardson, and he goes against the Texans for the first time. Now under the helm of former San Francisco 49ers, defensive coordinator Danico Ryans. He's now the head coach in Houston. Shane Stuckin gave the scouting report on the Houston D.
0: Obviously, you know, coming over San Fran, running a very, very similar scheme there, but they're they're physical. You know, he gets those guys playing hard, you know, the corners. steven Nelson I had a chance to be with him in Philly, and then Stingley, the other, you know, guy. On the outside and obviously a first round draft pick who's a very talented player will anderson is a very talented player had a good uh, performance against baltimore last week and then their Michael linebacker denzel i was, had a chance to be around him a little bit uh, with the charges as well but they play fast they play physical and he'll have those guys ready to play
1: he will definitely have them ready to play in an AFC South duel. Now, for Anthony Richardson, he talked about his focus heading into start number two in the NFL. Well,
2: I'm excited. You know, I always fun playing with my brothers. So, you know, getting out there on the field, just putting on that horseshoe on my head. You know, uh, that's always a blessing for me. But you know, coming out there trying to get a victory, we, we know the details matter. So we're just trying to focus on the details and trying to get this victory.
1: Now, Richardson did discuss the fact that him and CJ Stroud have a prior relationship. Stroud, the number two overall pick for the Texans out of Ohio State but he is questionable due to injury. So there's potential we may not see Stroud tomorrow, although many of those that cover the Texans say on X or Twitter that he is expected to play. If he does, it'll be the seventh time since 1950 that two rookie starting quarterbacks will meet that were drafted in the top five that same year. Let's talk about some college football. Pretty crazy start between Colorado State and Colorado. The Buffaloes ran back a pick six to lead 7 nothing. Since that point, Colorado State a big passing play for a touchdown and then they just got a fumble and recovered it for a T D, Purdue falls to Syracuse. It's a final of 35-20. Number 9, Notre Dame rolled over Central Michigan and South Bend, 41-17. Audric Estime, a machine with 20 carries, 176 yards plus a touchdown. Louisville over Indiana at Lucas Oil Stadium, 21-14. Hoosiers are now 1-2. That's Jeff Brom getting the win over Tom Allen. Ball State blasted Indiana State, 45-7. Marquez Cooper, talented running back from Ball State at 22 carries for 177 yards and a touchdown. Dayton no problem with Taylor today 52 20. It was Marion all over Olivet Nazarene out of Illinois 45-14. UND got the W over Wayne State 28-7 Butler beat Wabash at the Selick Bowl 47-21 Trine 58 Franklin 43 in a slugfest today. Hanover puts up 67 and defeats Olivet 67-17 DePauw blanks Hiram, 49-0. It was Albion taking care of Rose Holman, 48-19. And Alma beat Anderson today, 60-14. Let's talk about some Major League Baseball in extras. The Chicago Cubs and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is 3-3. Big game for the Cubs because the Cincinnati Reds today have already beaten the New York Mets 3-2. The Mets are a game back at the last wild card spot in the National League. Then the Cubs are only a game and a half over the Diamondbacks, who they're seeing right now in the desert, as well as the Miami Marlins. White Sox took care of the Twins 7-6. The Brewers beat the Nationals 9-5. It was the Cardinals falling to the Phillies 6-1. The Indianapolis Indians today fall at the hands of the Omaha Storm Chasers. It's a final of 9-2. Talked about this earlier, too. Congrats to the Fort Wayne 10-caps. They did fall in the playoffs in the Midwest League, two of three games, to the Great Lakes but a playoff run for the 10 caps congrats to mike Mons and john nolan i'm brendan king
0: welcome back everybody i'm bob Lovell. this is indiana sports talk iu losing to louisville today from the iu sports network john harry joins us john this was a uh i don't know from his fan standpoint it's kind of a crazy game look you know look to me like louisville's Got, got things under control in the first half, and in the second half, Hoosiers come out, turn things around, and, and look pretty good going down the half and have a chance to tie late in the ball game. Yeah, yeah, Bob. I, I think
2: everything changed on the onside kick that IU decided to come out with to begin the third quarter, which caught Louisville off guard. And then IU goes down, and they get a touchdown to make it 21-7, to and then they force a Louisville mistake again on an interception later go down on a 97-yard scoring drive in 13 mm-hmm. plays. Josh Henderson gets a two-yard touchdown to get within seven, and then he had a chance to get them into the end zone on fourth and goal, but he got stopped uh, at, You know, just inside the one-yard line when the play before looked like Taven Jackson might have scored, but replay showed that his knee was down and the ball mm-hmm. was close to the goal line. He did mm-hmm. knock the pylon over, but he was down before that. It kind of reminded you of that. I think it was that Michael Pennick's, uh Penn State game. Right, it reminded right, me of that when he right. when he reached for the goal line and scored. It was very similar to that a few years ago. But, yeah, it just just a tough day, Bob. You don't give it in from less than a yard out. And then Louisville was able to yeah. run the clock out because they make some key first downs. Jack Plummer does it with his legs and a couple of key uh, plays after that. It's just... Look, the good news is if you're IU, you were down 21 nothing at half, and then you showed in the second half that you can compete really hard against a really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. team. I mean, Louisville's 3-0 and for the first time since 2016. So right. you know, this Louisville team can score with the best of them, and they've got a really good offensive line. Uh, but it was good to see IU come back because they could not afford to put you know, a second half out there that was similar to the first half. So it was, it was good to see them pitch a shutout defensively in the second half and almost come from behind to you know, possibly tie it or maybe even take the lead had they you know, scored a touchdown and they might have considered going for two, but you never know now.
0: Right. Also good to uh, see the emergence of Taven Jackson at the quarterback spot. seems to be getting better and better uh, with each snap.
2: Yeah, he did. I mean, he really he was able to do it with his arms and his legs a few times. They made a considerable effort to get Jalen Lucas involved, which was important. He had more than 100 all-purpose yards, and and Taven was really crisp with the football. You can see exactly why Tom Allen wanted to choose him uh, to be the full-time starter because he, he throws a really nice football and mm-hmm. seems to have really good poise in the pocket. So i think the hoosiers clearly have their answer at quarterback and they'll take on an akron team next week that got walloped by kentucky tonight so we'll see how the hoosiers can handle things on september 23rd before they begin big 10 play
0: akron game is extremely important to them because it's uh you know the last non-conference game got to have some momentum got to have a w going in to big 10 play and uh, that's why this game looms large for them next saturday
2: yeah, and and Don Fisher said it best on the air on the post game show. He said, "Any time a team from the Big Ten plays a team from the MAC, team from the MAC sees it as a huge, huge deal." So, uh, Akron's going to throw everything they can at IU, and they can't afford mm-hmm. to take that mm-hmm. game lightly. So, see how it goes.
0: Happy birthday, John Herrick! I appreciate you calling me, squeezing me in. The celebration, I'm sure, is still going on. Is it not? <laughs>
2: No, no, it, it's, it's
0: winding down.
2: We had, we had a nice night out. Um, you know, it's been great to get a bunch of, I uh, had a great meal. It was great to catch up with a lot of friends and family members uh, both yesterday and today. So if you, any of you are out there listening, I appreciate your texts, phone calls, um, you know, Facebook messages, all that stuff. It's been very nice to hear from everybody and nice to wind down and get ready for an enjoyable and relaxing Sunday as I'm sure you're getting ready to do the same, Bob.
0: I hope so, John. I appreciate it. I really do. And again, a happy problem. birthday. I didn't send. I didn't send you a text or anything. I thought I'd just go ahead and save it for the state. How's that? <laughs> That'll work. I appreciate it, Coach. All right, you're welcome. Thanks so much. College football today: the University of Indianapolis beats Wayne State twenty-eight seven. Chris Keevers joins me talking about this game. Coach, thanks for the call. Congratulations on the win. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey, here's a trivia for tonight. Long Before I took the IUPUI job, I was offered the Wayne State basketball job. How about that? No. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah, I, I thought you'd appreciate I thought you'd appreciate that, that, you know, it was one of those and I to be perfectly honest, I said if I take this job, I'll be coming up here without my wife because she's already told me that there, there's no way that, that she would move to Detroit. I said I don't take this personally, but she didn't want to do that. So, uh thank goodness things changed. So coach, 60 7 uh, again defensively you guys are playing Pretty, pretty, well.
3: Yeah, you know, you look at it. We gave up, you know, two hundred and four yards, one hundred twenty-five yards rushing. They were mostly mm-hmm. in ops. Got behind us, tried right. to throw, and, and we kind of got after them. We, I liked your plan. I thought, and you know, I thought our coordinator had a great, had a right. nice plan. Hit the run well. we were you know, the thing I'm most proud of. You know, they're a big state school, and you know, right and. We were
0: more physical than they were. That's the bottom line. Coach, I hate to cut you off, but we need to go to a scoreboard update. I need you to hang on, okay? We'll talk more about it. All right, perfect.
1: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We don't usually start updates here in September with baseball, but... This is crazy what's happening in the National League right now. The Cubs and the Diamondbacks, Cubs have just taken a 4-3 lead going to the bottom of the 10th inning, and the Cubs are going to leave them loaded in the desert. Arizona will have the tying run at second and the winning run at the plate after this break in the ballgame, and the Cubs in their bullpen have Marcus Stroman throwing, and Stroman, who was an all-star starter at the start of the year before going on the injured list, is coming in for the save. This is crazy. The Reds have already beaten the Mets today 3 2. This is insanely close for the last wild card spot in the NL because the Reds are only a game and a half back of the Cubs. That's actually now a game after their win tonight. And the Marlins and the Diamondbacks are that game and a half back. If the Diamondbacks win tonight, Arizona would only be a half game back of Chicago in that wild card spot. Crazy times in the big leagues. We'll keep you posted on that. that. That one finishes up. Purdue fell at the hands tonight of Syracuse tonight, 35-20. Hudson Card still pretty good. He was 28 of 38 for 284 yards, a touchdown plus a pick. The Boilers on the campaign now with this loss to Syracuse are now going to be 1-2, 0-2 oh in West Lafayette. No problem for Notre Dame over Central Michigan, 41-17. Louisville got the best of Indiana, 21-14. And Ball State took care of business against Indiana State, 45-7. I'm Brendan King.
0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk We're glad you're with us. Chris Keevers from UND rejoins me. I really cut him off before the scoreboard update. Uh, Big win for the Greyhounds, 28-7 over Wayne State. All right, Coach, let's go back and talk about what this defense did today. Nearly pitched a shutout, but they were were very, very uh, superb this afternoon. Yeah,
3: we held them 125 yards rushing for an option team. That's uh, that's pretty special. And then wow. 204 yards total. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, you know, they put in the second-team quarterback. They threw it around a little bit at the end and uh, scored a late touchdown, but really proud of our defense.
0: Well, you should be. Uh, and I know that's you know near and dear to your heart. I also know you are a lineman and you, you like dominating the front, and offensively your guys continue to do that.
3: Yeah, we rushed for 269 yards and uh, uh, got after him a little bit. I mean that's when you're going to rush the ball that uh, you know that that many times and for that many yards you're going to control the game and that's what we did. I mean we kind of physically we got after him. I was very proud of our football team.
0: Well, you should be. You, you, I mean, you should be. And the, the thing I admire about your approach to this is you're consistent. Your kids are, are, are good kids. Uh, a lot of them are Indiana kids that we've talked about on the show on Friday nights. And uh, you, you play the game the right way. And not coincidentally, you have a tremendous amount of success. That seems to be a pretty simple formula. Uh, some people don't, haven't figured it out yet, and you certainly have.
3: Well, I learned it from Bob Bart I mean Coach Bart is a uh, was a yeah. very very good football coach and, and I was with him a long time and learned a lot from him and if you can run the ball and stop the run, you're gonna win a lot of football games. That's the
0: bottom line. It sounds pretty simple. I so offensively tell me who played well for you today. You know, uh we had a
3: John Lewis, our transfer tailback, rushed for 143 yards on sixteen carries, averaged eight point nine yards a carry. I mean, he really played well. I mean he's a big step up from the from his first from the first week and then uh quarterback's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. I mean he, he he ran for a couple touchdowns and you know was fifteen of twenty five for two hundred yards and didn't throw it as much as we thought we would, but when you can run it like that you don't need to throw
0: it. <laughs> All right, now you're on the road at Saginaw Valley in Michigan next week. uh, Big, long road trip. Uh, One, and then then you back that up and go to Missouri S&T. So these next two weeks now, you're going to find out much, much more about your football team because these are long trips and good teams that you're going to be playing in the next couple of weeks.
3: Yep. More excited about the Saginaw game. You know, we walked in there. We were, you know, I think we were eighth in the country and and we lost our quarterback. and wasn't in there without a quarterback. And they got after us pretty well, and uh, our kids are, you know, we've been very excited about this game. You know, as soon as we mm-hmm. left that, as soon as we walked out of that place, we we couldn't wait to come back. <laughs> we knew we we're coming back because we have it's a conference, right. it's a situation where we're going to play them two years in a row at their place. Right. So our kids are excited. We're not going to have any trouble getting them ready for on Monday. They'll be pretty excited about this football game. <laughs> now they got knocked off by Truman State this uh, this weekend. Oh, so that was Ooh. yeah. They, so, Truman got yeah. after and held them at ninety eight yards yeah. rushing. So. Uh, Truman did a great job, and, uh, you know, they're a good football team. It's it's uh, So but we're excited about going up to Saginaw, there's no question.
0: Bob, uh, excuse me, Chris Kevers, the football coach at the University of Indianapolis. Greyhounds beat Wayne State today, 28-7. Coach, I appreciate you taking time to call me. I know you've had a very busy day. I wish you the best next weekend. I always enjoy it. Thank you very much. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks very much. That's a road trip now, I'm telling you. They're good. U-Indy's good. Coach Shaquivers has done a fantastic job uh, in taking over for Bob Bartolomeo. Bob, one of my all-time favorites without question. So good uh, congratulations to them. Brendan King coming up with uh one more do we have one more school board update or not? i've lost track yeah we do we have another one coming up here at the bottom of the hour he'll he'll give you an update on small college football brendan king Yeah, you know, i i can not wait i want to get you we need to get you in here and talk about ball all right so colts and uh, texans tomorrow tell me what i need to know
1: well, Coach, the plan is is that you're going to see C.J. Stroud against Anthony Richardson, but Stroud is questionable yeah. with that shoulder injury, so we'll right. see. If it's not Stroud, it'll be Davis Mills, and Mills, of course, has had some history against the Colts, including last year when Lovey Smith gave the Chicago Bears a gift and him and Davis Mills led the Texans to a W at Lucas Oil Stadium. And uh, that was pretty crazy. But, yeah, I think the plan is that it's going to be C.J. Stroud. And, of course, he's the number 2 overall pick in last year's draft against Richardson, who went fourth overall. And you know, that's something that's only happened a handful of times since the league's existence, mm-hmm. right? So uh, two guys going in the top five that match up in their rookie year, let alone Week 2. Um, so that's definitely going to be special. A couple guys that, you know, listen, that, you know, this is going to be the matchup for – in those teams' minds for the next 20 years, right? I mean, Anthony Richardson right. against CJ Stroud, if all things go right, you know, those guys are going to duel in the AFC South for a long, long time.
0: That's the hope. That's the plan. Um, at Houston tomorrow, at Baltimore the next week, things don't get any easier for them uh, at all. And so it, it'll be interesting to see the progress for. Uh, uh, Anthony Richardson, week one to week two. It I don't will know be how this goes. Yeah, it will yeah. be.
1: But you bring up that Baltimore game; suddenly, that feels a little bit more manageable because the Ravens lost their starting running back, Jake T- J.K. Dobbins, last right. week uh, due to just a brutal knee injury. He just can't stay healthy. So, you know, the Ravens definitely have a pretty good running back room, and you know, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. They should be able to respond okay. But that Ravens game all of a sudden looks, like I said, just a little bit more manageable because you still have to go against a former MVP in Lamar Jackson. You
0: you brought up the running back room. The Colts running back room is still uh, sparse in terms of uh, high-caliber player. It would be very interesting in in terms of the impact that will have on this game tomorrow. I think we all understand it would be nice to have – a consistent uh, running game Mm -hmm. that you can count on as you're trying to acclimate a brand-new quarterback to the NFL. And Mm -hmm. so uh, that is something that you'll be closely watching this matchup tomorrow.
1: For sure. And I think Greg Rakestraw put it very well earlier that Zach Moss is – not Jonathan Taylor, but it is an right. upgrade when you talk about the rest of that room. You know, considering, you know, Evan Hull, not sure what he was even going to be in the first place, but we didn't even get a chance because he got hurt. Right. Um, you know, Dion Jackson, nice piece, but he's not a starting running back in the NFL. So Zach Moss at least brings you some versatility. And heck, coach, that's what you need because you had Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. in the preseason. Colts decided to release him. Uh, He's not on the active roster, so if Zach Moss was not ready to go from that broken arm, you would really, I mean, you and me might have a chance to be the backup running Mm. back with the Indianapolis Colts, so thankfully Zach Moss is ready to go.
0: So the moving van is finished, taking all your stuff from South Bend back to Indy. <laughs> well, is that the plan?
1: Th- thankfully, is it over? moving van is not needed. Really, just a car full of stuff uh, in, the, in the Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> a I couple don't bring, of cardboard
0: boxes. Yeah. I, I don't bring a lot
1: of stuff up there, Coach. And then I also think about it this way. Half of the summer, I live out of a suitcase because I travel with the team. <laughs> uh, so I'm in a hotel. So really, right. it's I kind of got a plan for, you know three months of living in south bend so to answer your question no it's not a it's not a moving truck it was yeah. one car trip yeah. and i'm ready to go and i'm back with uh back with the boys our good buddy brad Parrish. so it's good to see him i was with say him hi today. to brad i will okay. do that i, I love
0: that. brad Parrish. love the family love the Parrish family no no question at all and um we've got you now on indiana sports Talk. Uh, on scoreboard updates right so we we're going to be spending a lot more time with you
1: we are going to be spending a lot more time Uh, brad and i are a little busy next week because our good buddy nick waltz is getting married just down the street actually is the uh scottish rite cathedral that's where the wedding is so that's where i'll be next saturday but uh yeah you're right we're going to spend a lot of time together over the off season i can't wait my man i mean uh, happy to bring in year number 30 with you
0: I appreciate it. I can't wait for you to buy me lunch down at Tommy Bahamas in Naples.
1: <laughs> yeah, to well, be honest, I, I owe you one for so, sure. I owe, I owe you one or two.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? My my uh, my daughter and son in law are still there. They're leaving in a couple of weeks and head back. So, uh, yeah, they're they're already pressuring. The pressure's already on for us to get down there. So we, I told them, I said, Just "Relax. We, we we promise you we'll, we'll be there." Because I have to pick up a free lunch from you. All right, Brendan King. great, Great job. Glad you're here. Coming up, Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network. We'll talk about high school football week number five in the books. We'll talk about it on Indiana Sports Talk.
1: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Late night college football, we roll on a great one between number 18 Colorado and Colorado State early second quarter, 14 all. Those ball clubs, they've gotten touchdowns in all different kinds of ways. Colorado was on top first on a pick six. Then Colorado State had a big drive, big play for a touchdown pass. They then scored on a forced fumble. They picked it up and ran it in for the touchdown. And then Colorado to Xavier Weaver, a 28-yard touchdown score even things up at 14. Great ball game there. Elsewhere around the country, games that you should know, number one Georgia took care of South Carolina 24-14. South Carolina, still Georgia's last home loss that came just before the pandemic. Somehow, number 10 Alabama was tied at three at halftime with South Florida on the road. You heard that right. Bama playing at South Florida. Florida today. Well, Bama was able to recover when at 17-3. Former Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner started and was benched by the end of halftime. Tommy Reese, former ND quarterback, of course, he's now the offensive coordinator at Bama. Things are not going well in Bama land, even though they do win today, but they only score 17 at the South Florida, number 20, North Carolina defeated Minnesota 31-13. It was number 21, Duke beating Northwestern 38-14. Some interesting non-conference games. Number six, Ohio State blasted Western Kentucky 63-10. Of course, next Saturday, Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend. ND, Ohio State, let's get it going. I'm Brendan King.
0: Welcome back everyone, I'm Bob Lovell, this is Indiana Sports Talk. Saturday night means high school football with Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest, an inductee into the Indiana Football Hall of Fame and the Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Hall of Fame. And on October the 8th, my broadcast partner again for the IHSAA Football Pairing Show. Hello Paul.
4: Boy, I tell you what! What a great opportunity that's going to be to hang out with you for the seventeenth time to be able to bring home those pairings. Boy, I tell you what—that is a great event. One of the one of the top five things I get a chance to do all season long. And looking forward to doing that. And, of course, this year, like every other year, there's so many potential opportunities. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I'm excited about it, just thinking about it. We've done this a lot from a wide variety of venues, from live television to uh, at the Colts Complex to the IHSA offices to the MS uh, studios. Uh, Wherever we've done it, we have just one thing that's been a common theme, Coach. We have had a blast.
0: Well, I think we have. And uh, I marvel every year say the same thing marvel at your ability to come in and um know all the things you know the amount of information people will absorb from listening to you on the pairing show is uh, is incredible i'm just happy to be along for the ride and i will tell you that after five weeks of the regular season we're going to have a lot to talk about on the uh, on the uh, 8th of october Yes, we will. And
4: in in regards to five weeks in the books, how about this one? You know that we've had a great uh, we've had great weather for the most part throughout the course of the first five weeks. I think we had right. it again tonight and uh, this weekend, and I certainly think that uh, all the things we're going to talk about tonight uh, uh, certainly is exciting, but most importantly, one thing particular that happened tonight, coach down in Sheridan High School. How about this? At Bud Wright Stadium, hmm. they had a gathering of right. 100 years of Sheridan football. The legendary Bob Bridges wow. was there. Of course, Bud Wright was there tonight. The legendary Brett Law, The legendary uh, Brad Maynard. A lot of people may or may not know, but Brad Maynard is the only athlete in the history of college football to be named the most valuable player of a NCAA Division I conference so that was happening wow. tonight at uh, at Sheridan High School. I mean, there's been some great things going on in high school football through the first five weeks, but one of them happened tonight down at Sheridan as Bud and some of the guys. When you think about it, 100 years of football and all the state championships that Bud's won, right. he just right. last week, he was the Colts coach of the week, just won his 450th game. You know, we talk about games and scores and top performances, but this is a history-making program, and I'm happy that the Sheridan folks had a chance to uh, get together tonight. Tonight and have a biggest Blackhawk party of all time. That was kind of cool tonight.
0: <laughs> And the cool thing about Bud is, if you know him like we do, uh, he's quiet, unassuming. Uh, he is a guy who sincerely cares about others. He is a, a devoted family man, a tremendous football coach, and, and he truly is a, a treasure. Uh, those of us in Indiana have to draw from his experience and what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, he, there, there won't be anybody like him, quite frankly. No. He's just he's un- Unbelievable.
4: You know, I marvel at the fact that I'm 66, and he was coaching high school football when I was in grade school. That to me in itself is crazy to think (laughs) about, and he's still doing that at a high level. And so kudos to Bud and to all those 100 years of Sheridan Blackhawks who are meeting tonight at Bud Rice Stadium. That's a great uh, way to kick off our, our Saturday night event tonight.
0: We had some fun games last night, had some close ones. We're still scoring a lot of points. Uh, We had some really, really – I think um – Matchups where you get to get a better feel for who's starting to to put themselves in position to really be considered contenders to make a deep run in the tournament. I think you can see that in some games from last night and these last two weekends. Quite frankly,
4: yeah. Quite frankly, I think that one of the things that you and I always talk about, or you know, why wow, did you see this score? Did you see that particular situation? But seldom gets lost in the minutia, if you will, of what we talk about. Is you know there are, there are kids on the opposite end of the spectrum who are not having those successes and I wanted to start out what we were talking <laughs> right. about tonight right. Uh, because there were four programs that kind of got off the schneid. One of my favorite moments of the 23 season already. I was on hold with you getting ready to talk on the big show last night, and you were talking (laughs) with Eric Schnur at Princeton. Princeton ended an 18-game losing streak last night with a come-from-behind 39-35 win over Washington. That was just one of four games that we could talk about. Clinton Central snapped its 18-game losing streak with a 22-12 win over Taylor. Richmond snapped its 15 game losing streak uh, with a 19 9 blinking of uh, Indianapolis tick, and Rushville ended its 12 game losing streak with a 52 28 win over Connorsville. These kids show up every. Week every day to practice, right? Kind of just right. do what they do. They may not be, t- I mean, we may not be talking about Indianapolis Lutheran or Shittard or Cathedral or whoever we may be talking about on any particular Friday night, but these kids bring it every day. So I wanted to start out tonight and talk about and kudos to those kids uh, for hanging in there, to those coaches for hanging in right. there. And snapping those streaks because those are things that are going to be life uh, lessons in, uh, in persistence as well as per- preservation. And I'm excited the fact that we get a chance to uh, showcase those kids tonight on the big show.
0: It was a fun interview. Uh, and, and I think I said it last night on the, on the air. Um, he just won the most important game of his career. And he took time to call and talk to us about it on the show. Um, there's been a reason, another reason why, you know the reason, because you and I are so close, but others who okay. don't understand. The reason I've done it for 30 years, calls like that. Absolutely. It's simple. It, it really is. It's and, and, very you know, simple. It, it goes
4: above and beyond. And, and it's like I would yeah. also go back and, and re- reiterate the fact that, you know, 30, 35, 40 years from now when uh, when our kids, uh, the kids that we coach, that whatever grade group that may be, whether it be a 7th grade or 8th or ninth grade for me right. or for a varsity team that was coaching college basketball for you, there's nothing greater to get a letter from a student athlete that you coached when he was either 12 years old or 20 years old. And they say that, hey, listen, you made a difference in my life. And I think that is really is the pure essence of what we get a chance to do on Fridays and Saturdays throughout the course of the football. And for you, you get a chance to do it year-round because, of course, your uh, your extended family goes into basketball as well. And so that's right. what makes this right. job special. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm encouraged each and every time we get together and we get a chance. I love listening to those coaches. Colin, spend time with you because I know that you care. Right. And I think that that comes out in, uh, in and what you've done over the course of the last three decades.
0: You're kind. Paul Condry with us. We're talking about week five of the high school football season. What games caught your attention, or what teams, if you will, caught your attention after last night's action?
4: Well, there were a lot of games and there was a lot of scenarios that kind of uh, kind of played itself out. But it, you know, when, when you look at the the scores and you look at say, "Hey, listen, wow," you know, I was listening to your conversation once again last night with uh, really one of the best coaches Indiana has, Kurt Tittman was talking about his big win uh, against uh, you know Snyder versus yeah. Carroll. That was a big win right, right there. You know, I would say you know, and then the Hobart game last night, my alma mater, they were down, uh, they scored 13 points in the last four minutes to come from behind to beat Andrew. And ran a team they have really, really kind of struggled with. You look at those things. I look at South Bend Riley is five and zero for the first time since 1965. (laughs) I think about that game. I think about what Levi Salters and his Vincent's Lincoln team—they uh, were able to beat Castle last night for the first time since 1979. As you look at some of these games that we that popped across the our radar screen, those were just a few of those. And of course, you have your your same uh, people coming through. You know, this team beat that team. And of course, some exciting games. We had that game last night, uh, and boy, I tell you what—what what an incredible game last night between Westfield as they were able to. Score in the last right, moments right. of their game against HSE, and I mean there were there were so many neat performances, but there were so many great conferences that were going to battle. And right now we're in the we're in the really in the heart of conference football uh, <laughs> right, season because right. conference championships are going to be decided in the next two or three weeks, and we're going to see some of those in our next segment where right. we talk about some of the top games. But it was a really really neat night of high school football for week five. Yeah. Weather was really really not a factor but as right. we hey, go into paul, week yeah. uh, six it should be exciting
0: sorry to interrupt but we uh, we we're up against it paul Andre and i'll come back and talk more high school football on indiana sports talk
1: i'm running king with this network indiana scoreboard update here on indiana sports talk last one of the night as usual Got to tell you what's coming up on your sports Sunday. Power Pack Day in the NFL, 1 o'clock in Houston. It's the Colts and the Texans, likely Anthony Richardson against C.J. Stroud. But as we have talked about tonight, Stroud is questionable with that shoulder injury. If he can't go, it will be Davis Mills. Here's the rest of that 1 o'clock slate. The Packers visit the Falcons, both of those clubs, one week one. It's the Raiders and the Bills up in Buffalo. And the Bengals host the Ravens. Cincinnati, after a disappointing Week 1 looks to rally back against a division rival. The Seahawks face the Lions. It's the Titans and the Chargers in Nashville. The Bears and the Bucks down in Tampa. Justin Fields, after losing to the Packers a week ago, looks to get the Bears in the W column this year. Chiefs and the Jaguars, that should be a good one in the 1 o'clock slate. The late afternoon games in California, the Niners and the Rams in the desert. The Cardinals go against the Giants. The Jets battle the Cowboys in Dallas and the commanders visit the broncos in the rocky mountains sunday night football tomorrow night in new england it's the patriots and the Dolphins. In Major League Baseball, we have told you all about the Cubs and the Diamondbacks tonight. Tie game at 5, going to the bottom of the 11th inning. That game has just been crazy. The Reds already beat the Mets today 3-2, so what you need to keep in mind standing-wise tomorrow, if the Cubs lose today, there will only be a game up on the Reds, a half game ahead of the Diamondbacks, and the Marlins won today as well. The Fish are a game back of that last wild card spot. I'm Brendan King.
0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. All right, Paul Condry rejoins us. We're talking about, dare I say this? Week number six <laughs> coming up Friday night, two thirds of the way into the regular season. Paul, as you mentioned, we're into into the heavy part of conference schedules right now. Yeah, Ben Davis, Lawrence North. Let's talk
4: about a battle of uh, uh, two four and one teams, Brownsburg, who's had a great year. How about a battle of two five and oh teams? How about that at Stanley Stadium? If you can't get your Indiana high school football fix of two great right. uh, six A schools, that would certainly be a good one. Brownsburg, of course. Uh, 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 Is really one of the finest football teams in all the land. I think another game that is kind of intriguing is is going to be out at New Haven. Columbia City is going to be matched up against a really, really good New Haven team. I think that's an intriguing matchup there. I think also, two great Catholic programs in Chittard and Guerin are going to match up. Heritage Hills, Gibson, Southern. But one of the most intriguing matchups of the night for me is going to be Indianapolis, Cecina, Memorial. They're going to be matched up at Lutheran. If... And I mean a big if. if. If Indianapolis Lutheran is going to lose a game in the regular season, and currently they have won 35 35- Straight games. (laughs) If there's a team that's possible that can beat this team, Mm -hmm. it would be the Sassina Memorial team. That's going to be interesting. Knox is going to be at LaVille. I think that's an intriguing matchup there. I really, really like that. Northeastern and Centerville, really nice Mm. matchup. I like that one. It's an entertaining game for some small school ball. New Palestine is going to be at Greenfield. And the game that I'm going to be blessed to be able to be a part of, is the battle for the Doonland Conference Championship as it stands right now. Valparaiso will be on the road to take on the Crown Point Bulldogs. Both those teams are having uh, pretty solid years. Crown Point has just been on a tear. They have won 13 straight uh, regular season games. They had, uh, led by Noah Ehrlich, the outstanding quarterback, uh, Jacob Jones. Uh, They're going to be hosting a Valparaiso team, of course, who won a state championship. Mm -hmm. And then here's a game that may be the most under a game in the state next week. I'm going to guess this game will be over in 47 minutes. It's going to (laughs) be Warsaw at Mishawaka. Both of those teams have never heard of the forward pass. I think that is going to be one of the most entertaining matchups that we'll see uh, next week. Two teams uh, you've got the I love the dynamic in this one. You've got the teacher and the legendary Hall of Fame coach Bart Curtis. He's gonna go back to his old stomping grounds where he left things in the capable hands of his former assistant coach and now head coach Keith Kinder. That is gonna be a great matchup. Warsaw at Mishawaka. That'll be the batter for the Northern Lakes conference. Neat thing about that Northern Lakes teams there are five teams in that eight team league. Uh, that are ranked in their respective classes, whether it be from 6A mm-hmm. to 4A. Right. There is some great football being played in that league right now. and uh, the, the winner of that one will certainly have the upper hand. Both those teams are sitting in the catbird seat right now, Coach.
0: He's Paul Condry, and he's in these halls of fame for a reason. He's the best friend football has in the state of Indiana. Uh, couldn't do this show, could not have done it for 30 years without his great input and from him and his colleagues. Paul, always great to spend time with you on the weekends. I look forward to it, too, and look forward to the 8th of October when we're doing the pairing show. And have a great weekend, and have a great week, and we'll talk to you next weekend. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you tonight. Thanks a lot, Paul. Paul Condry talking about high school football. Let's talk Purdue football. Syracuse beats the uh, Boilermakers 3520 from the uh, Pre-Radio Network, Rob Blackman. Rob, I really appreciate you calling me. I know you've had a long day. It's late at night. This was a, a tough one. Garrett Schrader had a heck of a day for Syracuse and didn't make it easy for the Boilers today.
5: Yeah, you know, it's never good when during the post show you're trying to look up statistically when's the last time an opposing <laughs> quarterback ran for that ran for that many yards against you and right. I don't know Bob right. if we ever even came up with the answer. Uh, <laughs> that's that's how dominant that guy was tonight. Um four rushing touchdowns for him and Purdue just had no answer uh for their speed option game right. and Hey, and even when he dropped
0: back Rob to pass. Rob hey Rob Rob I yeah. hate to interrupt I've got to go to this break this is my fault I apologize we'll come back talk more Purdue football with Rob Blackman and uh, talking about Syracuse and Purdue and Rob you were talking about looking up stats for the uh, Syracuse quarterback uh, this is uh, give the kid credit I mean he he had one of those days and didn't seem like Purdue's off uh, excuse me defense had any answer for him.
5: No, did not. And that's something Ryan Walters talked to us about on the post game show, is that uh, there were no answers for him, and that was disappointing. Um, you know, oftentimes it was a matter of just not, you know, sticking to your particular assignment defensively in the option mm-hmm. game, speed option game. And other times, quite frankly, it was just Schrader making a play with his feet when the pocket broke down, which unfortunately, that's now two of three games that Purdue has played where they had a really good pass rush. But mm-hmm. when, that, when that quarterback mm-hmm. breaks the chain, he's done some real damage. I mean, Purdue had four sacks tonight. Um, and remember, in college football, sack yardage counts against your rushing yardage. So think how right, many yards right. you would have had. Yeah, <laughs> if, right. if you didn't no, have I was doing sacks. that math. <laughs> right. uh, my point being, Purdue's done a pretty good job really in the first three weeks of the season of harassing the passer. What they have mm-hmm. not done a good job of is keeping that keeping that passer in the pocket so they could sack him or not let him, you know, turn turn a broken pocket into a big gainer. So a lot of work to do for Purdue on the defensive side of the football, but with all that said, Mob, Purdue had four first-half turnovers and was lucky to Yikes. be down only 21-7. to seven. Right. And when it was all right. said and done, Purdue had seven fumbles in the game. I mean, and now, granted, only, the, the other team only got three of them, only three. Right, but still, still, jump. right. You can't, you, can't, you can't fumble the ball seven times in a high-major no. college football game and expect to win. So just kind of a, a real disappointment on both sides of the football, unfortunately, for Purdue tonight.
0: I don't want to pile on, but they also couldn't run the ball very effectively, either. So, they, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. There, there are there are a lot of things to clean up, and I'm uh, that's a daunting task right now. But this this is a, this is a disappointment. Just in the, in the manner in which they played, got to protect the ball. I think we all understand that, and uh, they certainly weren't able to. It doesn't get any easier for them they open up uh, big 10 play with wisconsin it's at ross aid next week though but that's a that's a heck of an opener
5: well let me give you this statistic and we'll talk about it more next week this is my 20th year with purdue radio and i have never seen us beat wisconsin in football never oh, 20 years yikes. Okay. so maybe this is the year maybe year number 20 <laughs> i break the curse right. but i've never seen us beat the badgers never
0: well, then that's all the more reason they should do it. Rob, I wish I had more time. I appreciate your yeoman's effort to call us and talk about the Boilers. Purdue losing to Syracuse 35-20. Rob Blackman, have a great week, Rob, and we'll talk to you next weekend. Sounds good. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. That's that's going the extra mile for us. We appreciate that very, very much. Tough night for the Boilers. Tough tough day for the Hoosiers, we're glad you joined us this weekend. Thank you so much. Don't forget to join us Friday night for week number six. My thanks to, obviously, Brendan King and Nathaniel Finch. Thanks to our great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for making us the most listened-to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.